0: Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach Samantha Shatek teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hello. Hello, my friend, Rebel Heart. How in the heck are you? I love being able to just record podcast whenever I feel like it on topics that I love and that I care about and that are coming up for me, my clients, friends, loved ones. I find this so incredibly creative and fulfilling and I'm just so grateful that I created this container and I hope that you're enjoying it too in some way. I want to talk to you about something today that I think is super important and I often think it gets overlooked and I want to maybe make possibly a new connection for you that you hadn't really connected before. Nothing I'm going to say is going to be that outrageous, but I think we just don't sometimes think about the obviousness of it. Today's topic is about the connection between our safety and our pleasure. And you know, I've been thinking a lot about our nervous system and pleasure and the truth is that the only time that we can really feel authentic pleasure is when we feel safe in our bodies at a nervous system level. Now, pleasure includes feeling things like joy, peace, contentment, and bliss, and maybe other Words or feelings would be under the umbrella of pleasure. And the kind of pleasure I am talking about is the kind of peace and pleasure you feel when you feel like you can fully surrender. And maybe you feel like you're in flow, or maybe you feel like you're serene, or even a little bit in the arms of an angel. That warm, fuzzy feeling you get when you're just in the flow of the universe. Or maybe it's when you pray. But I often feel that this state of contentment and pleasure cannot be authentically reached if we don't feel safe. I feel this way actually in a lot of different scenarios or a lot of different moments that I create, regardless of in my environment. But I will say that I often feel naturally more safe and peaceful and content in my nervous system when I'm in nature, or for example, when I'm soaking in hot springs and looking around at nature in this like wonderfully embraceive hot pool from Mother Nature. Those are just a couple examples. But regardless of the environment we're in, and even if there is chaos around us, and although If we're in an environment where there's chaos and a lot more going on, it does make it more challenging for us to find inner peace. And I do think that that is a part of our journey here as humans on this 3D earth plane. But we can still attempt to create a sense of safety in our own minds, our own bodies, and in our nervous systems, and in our lives, regardless of our circumstances, Or we can cultivate our environments to create more safety so that we can have more pleasure as well. Often, we don't feel safe because we're chronically stressed and we have the chemicals of stress on board like cortisol and epinephrine and norepinephrine. And when this is true, there is really no time period where your nervous system or body can go back into rest and digest or into safety mode in order to maintain homeostasis. And some of us are truly safe from immediate threats in our life and in our environment. And yet because of our modern world and a focus on overproductivity and that our value is based on our productivity and we have to make a living, and with all of its modern convenience and distractions, there is often just not a period of time, or I should say enough time, where our nervous systems can really settle into a safe state. And unfortunately, some of us in this world are also in environments, geographic locations, situations, where feeling safe is actually challenging because we do have immediate threats or there are threats there that are some of or most of the time in your immediate environment. And that makes it a lot harder. You know, in nature, when animals have an immediate threat, such as a predator, they will mobilize their internal resources and they will do what they need to do. They first will run and then they will fight. And if they feel like death is imminent, they will go into freeze mode to try to protect themselves from the impending death. And so that the pain of being killed can't be felt as much. If the animal does survive and you observe it in nature, when the predator is gone and the threat is gone, the stickiness, the energy that is built up in their nervous systems is discharged. And all the chemicals of stress are discharged by the animal physically shaking as if it's coming out of a frozen state, kind of like how a dog shakes after it's been swimming. So after the animal has shaken, they're doing that because they're literally shaking that excess energy out of their nervous systems. And then they are going about their day and their life business as usual and their systems quickly return to homeostasis in a short amount of time, and they return into a normal, safe state. What they don't do is they don't persevere about what just happened and how they almost died, and they don't replay it over and over and over again in their head, and they don't worry about it happening again in the future. They're not anticipating another attack, and they're not triggering chemicals of stress constantly by worrying about what just happened or that it'll happen again in the future. They just return to the present moment, and in their present environment, it's safe so they know that they're safe. And if another predator does come, they will respond appropriately in the moment as needed but they don't keep triggering alert messages to their brain and body by worrying about the past or the future. As humans, though, we have a lot of trouble doing this. So let's say we have something difficult or traumatic happen, and we have a real threat that happens in our lives, a real external circumstance that was challenging or devastating. Sometimes it's something really small, but even the small thing can still feel like a tiger is chasing us inside of our bodies in terms of how we mount a response and how safe or unsafe we feel. For example, like if we're having a performance review at work, that can trigger feelings of stress or threat. And even though that's impermanent and not going to last long, uh, we sometimes in our bodies can keep that Stress and anxiety going the whole night before, the whole day before, a whole week before in anticipation of it. And we also, depending on the review, may persevere about it afterwards. But also we could experience something much more intense and more dramatic and more impactful to our nervous systems like experiencing a car accident, for example. But then after the thing happens, we as humans, unlike animals, tend to think about the incident for days or weeks or even years on end on repeat. We replay the memory or scenario and it continues then to reactivate those same neural pathways and therefore the same chemicals of stress in your body are being released over time, and your nervous system is still on high alert that there is a threat because your brain is remembering the threat itself. So our bodies and brains cannot relax and safety cannot be present. And remember this fact, your brain and body do not know the difference between something you experience in real life and real time Versus you thinking about something with intense focus and feeling the feelings of the experience. This magical function of our brain and body definitely can help us work miracles in order to create something new in our life or when we want to manifest things. However, this function also works against us if we keep replaying difficult scenarios and also not feeling safe has some pretty important and negative implications in all areas of our life. For example, it's a major factor as to why so many people can't feel as much pleasure during intimacy or may not be able to climax during sex. Safety has to come first, and what makes you feel safe might be different for you than me, but you have to talk about it when you're with someone and The best relationships include creating safety as a priority, both physical, emotional, and spiritual safety. So as you fixate on any threat or challenge that you're experiencing or that happened in the past and you continue to replay it over and over in your mind, your body registers this imagery as if the event keeps happening to you in real time. We also tend to worry and anticipate when or if the same event might happen again in our future. And this is normal because our brain is there to protect us. And so our brain constantly is scanning our environment for anything that might feel, look, or appear or seem the same as what we experienced that hurt us or that was a threat. But when we do this, our body and brain never get a chance to fully rest or recover or go back to the feeling of safety when we're in a parasympathetic state in our nervous systems. And this is just one event. This is not to mention all of the other situations that may arise in your life that you keep replaying over and over. Animals and humans alike are both equipped to experience stress and be resilient in the face of threats in order to mobilize internal resources. But animals are designed to more naturally come back to a safe state and discharge the energy of the threat and of the chemicals of stress that accumulated in their body. But as I said before, because our human brain is trying to keep us safe and If we, for example, are walking across a crosswalk in the middle of a street and there's cars and we fall, instead of crying or shaking it off or letting our body do whatever it needed to do to appropriately discharge the energy, we often get up as fast as we can, stop any sort of discharge of energy because in public and in social situations, it's unacceptable to maybe cry or shake. And We don't let ourselves do the natural thing that would prevent us from holding on to that energy or that trauma, whether it's big or small. And sometimes we just don't have the knowledge, wisdom, or tools that our body naturally would take itself through a state of shaking or certain other things that the body would do or that we could do to help the body discharge that energy of stress. Or if we do know about it, sometimes we choose not to employ those tools, like I said, because it's not always acceptable socially, and also life is really busy and we get distracted and sometimes we have to move from one thing to the next. So instead, what we might do, because we still will have that energy on board and the discomfort that the chemicals of stress bring... We might reach for a drink or something to make us feel better or calmer, but we still can't feel deeply safe and deeply better if we don't address the original charge that built up. We need to somehow move the energy through us, but if we keep perseverating about it and replaying it, our body stays in a near perpetual state of fight or flight and keeps generating the chemicals of stress. And if we stay in the state for extended periods without any downtime or recovery time, which is what we're meant to do, right? We're meant to uh, address the stress You know, if a tiger's chasing us, we run away from it, we escape, and then we recover, and then we're fine. But if we don't get these periods of downtime in a parasympathetic rest or digest state where we feel truly safe, then being in a state of sympathetic overload, constantly hypervigilant, constantly chemicals of stress on board, it will weaken our bodies. It compromises cell and tissue growth and repair. And it weakens our immune system. As I've stated before, uh, chemicals of stress are immunosuppressants. So it weakens the immune system and it depletes your general resilience, your health, and your well being. If you never come back to a state of true safety, true balance, and homeostasis, there is not a pathway for you to feel safe in your body or nervous system. And it just causes so many issues. And the biggest thing here is that you cannot feel authentic pleasure as a human being if you are not safe in your body and in your nervous system and in your environment. And not being able to feel safe and therefore feel pleasure has both direct and indirect negative implications for your health, your relationships, your finances, and your life. And then if you think about the news and social media. I highly recommend, and again, this is your life, you can do what you want. I'm all about staying informed and taking sips in of information. I'm not suggesting that we should check out from the world. But what I am suggesting is that when you're bathing and drowning in perpetual fear that's mass produced on purpose, by the media, by news outlets, you are going to be in a perpetual state of fear, anxiety, and stress. And that's on top of the stress that already may exist in your life. So when humans are chronically stressed and don't feel safe in their bodies in their life, the tendency is then to try to find pleasure and safety so we can find pleasure so we can feel safe somehow, it's potentially greater when we're in a state of feeling chronically stressed in order to deal with the discomfort, the overwhelm or the pain that we are feeling. And there are plenty of ways in this modern world that we can feel artificially induced pleasure or temporary or transient pleasure immediately. We live in a world where we can get anything delivered within an hour or a day, and most of the things that we are addicted to or we buffer with, such as sugar, refined flour and breads, scrolling on social media or getting likes, caffeine, alcohol, gambling, shopping online excessively, drugs, or overwork, just to name a few these all might indeed create some relief that's temporary because we get a hit of dopamine or other feel-good neurotransmitters. And so if you have a bite of that cookie or you have a drink, it'll help you feel good temporarily, but your nervous system is still likely to be highly charged and hasn't dealt with the original stressor that made us feel that way in the first place we are probably still feeling a sense of tension and ultimately and deeply unsafe. And the pleasure that we're feeling from the thing outside of ourselves, it's transient. So it's not deep and it's not nourishing and it's not sustainable. And it's not authentic because it's not coming from our nervous systems. Now, I am not denying that sometimes we need to feel relief. And I think that's okay I think that if, that's the, if the only thing you're doing, though, to get relief is also harming you in the long run or holding you back from your dreams or self-sabotaging your growth, then I think it's a problem. I'm not saying it's bad to necessarily watch Netflix and chill or have a square of chocolate or have a drink once in a while. And only you know if it's something that's problematic for you. But I will suggest that through some different practices such as somatic practice and somatic experiencing and other modalities, we can help orient ourselves to the present moment more like animals do. We can learn all these different ways to discharge or transform or transmute the energy that builds up and overloads our energetic nervous systems. I just want to pause here too and say, just like a computer, we get burnt out. Sometimes we need to unplug and then replug back in. We need a reboot. We need to wipe the hard drive clean sometimes. We as humans, we are an energetic system just as much as we are a physical system. And we have to tend to that energy field and to that energy system. And we can learn to find the tools that work for us and everybody's different in order to help ourselves work with that system and come back to a safe state and come back to a more balanced state. I've talked in other episodes you may have tuned into about how we can really create more safety in our lives and in our nervous systems through practicing things like breath work, like somatic experiencing like doing a brain-heart coherence practice by listening to binaural beats or hertz frequencies as well as sound healing. Meditations, uh, chakra meditations and alignments, Uh, fascial release maneuvers have been really powerful for folks. Yoga, things like this. There are also many therapies that certain therapists will do and provide that I've found to be super helpful for dealing with some residual trauma and old patterning of the past and has helped me feel more safe and grounded in my body and my life. And a few of those therapies that I've done and recommended to a lot of people to try, and they're working for other people too, these modalities are QNRT, that's quantum neural reset therapy therapy. I've done EMDR in this last year and brain spotting this last year, and those have been really profound for me, as well as a type of therapy called internal family systems that's been really powerful as well. So you have to find what works for you, but there's so much out there. I want to just point out that another simple practice that's so effective that you can do in the moment, in most scenarios, is chanting humming, and singing. When you vocalize, and it doesn't have to be in tune, it doesn't have to be good, everyone can do this, it massages your vagus nerve. The vagus nerve, if you're not aware, runs from your head and neck and down to your tailbone, and it is is the queen of all nerves. It's the nerve that goes down through our spinal cord, and it affects every system of the body. When we chant, hum, or sing, it sends a signal to the vagus nerve that it can relax and it can go into rest and digest mode, which is the mode of safety. And it sends that message to all of the organs and cells in the body that all is well here. So singing or chanting or humming creates Actual safety in your body, and it takes you out of fight or flight, and it stops producing chemicals of stress in your body, and it brings us more immediately into safety and therefore pleasure. And so, knowing this, it's no wonder that we have a tendency as humans to sing in the car or sing in the shower. And I also think about how singing has always been a part of every culture as a way to share stories and connect and express and even to cope with hard times. You know, I think about how slaves as they were working in the field sang together and it was probably to cope or create a sense of safety even when it wasn't safe for them and to try to feel better in their bodies and in their nervous systems for the intense things that were happening in their environment. And I even think about how much better I feel after I sing or chant and how when we sing, both as the singer and the person listening to singing, it taps into a different part of our body and brain that words alone don't usually touch. Sometimes we are going about our life and we forget just how simple it can be for the example of just humming or singing to take care of ourselves. And sometimes we just don't know what to do or we don't have the knowledge about these practices or doing them. But even if we do know, if you're anything like me, we tend to forget why we are doing these practices in the first place and why they are important. You know, I think we all kind of tend to forget how crucial This knowledge is and how important learning about our bodies and these practices to keep us safe are for our well being. I just hope that today's episode is a good reminder for you on the importance of creating safety in your nervous system and in your body, and why practices like breathwork, meditation, or chanting, humming, and singing create more safety and therefore more deeply felt, authentic pleasure in your life. So the question today is, what do you currently do to feel safe in your body? Or what practices do you currently have, if any? And is there something that you are willing to commit to, to create more safety, peace, or pleasure in your body, and therefore in your life? Maybe you've always wanted to explore breath work or meditation, or maybe you don't want to do any of those things, but you can commit To singing in the shower or singing when you feel stressed, if that's available to you. So here is one simple somatic practice in order for you to orient yourself to the present moment and create more safety in any moment. I'm going to go through this with you so that you have this tool that you can do at any time for yourself. So scan your environment that you're in right now, whether you're walking or driving or cooking or whatever it is that you're doing, in this moment, is there an actual imminent threat? Not a potential in the future something could happen because that's in your brain. I want you to look around your immediate environment and tell me if there is a threat. Is there someone standing with a knife going to stab you? Is there someone with a gun? Is there someone or something happening? Is there a tree that's falling down? You know, looking into the moment, into your present. Is there a threat? Is there a tiger chasing you? And I'm assuming there's not because you probably wouldn't be listening to this right now. And are you physically safe? If you are, affirm this to your brain, scan your environment and tell your brain that there is no immediate danger and it, this will send a message to your body and brain of reassurance that it can relax a little. And then the next step would be, now that you've told your brain that it can relax a little in your body because you don't, there's not an actual threat, you might have had something happen five minutes ago or a month ago or a year ago, and you might be worried about something happening in the future. But right now in this moment, can you acknowledge and let your body know that you're safe? If you are, and if you're not safe, then that's a whole different story and you're going to want to find safety. Okay, so next is name five things you can see. So look around and just literally say the names out loud. So computer, coffee mug, microphone, lamp, phone, calendar. Saying them out loud is orienting to your environment and bringing you into the present moment. Now I want you to name four things you can touch and if you're able to, to touch them. So microphone, coffee mug, light, computer, phone, and then I'm touching them. Three things you can hear. Because I'm recording a podcast, I can't hear much, but maybe you hear traffic or birds or voices or kids or dogs. So just literally going through three things you can hear and then two things you can smell. This might be hard, but is it rain, snow, garbage, a candle, a beverage that you're drinking, lotion you just put on, some scent of nature, and one thing you can taste and taste it if you can. Maybe there's a suck candy or a snack or a beverage. Take a sip if you're able to. You're activating all the senses and being in the present moment to bring your nervous system into a more balanced state so that it's not worrying about the past or worrying about the future. I hope that this helps you and I hope that this helps connect the idea that when we can create safety, that we then can experience more pleasure and how important safety is and should be in Our practices that we do with ourselves and also in our relationships. I love you and thank you for being you. I know you're here for a reason. You have a message, and I hope that you are shining your light bright. And until next time. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six month coaching program. I'll work with just you one on one, and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside.